All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Friday, May 19th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, it's the weekend preview episode, and we have a huge summer movie opening this weekend. And there is there is some doubt about where this franchise is and just how big this opening will be. Of course, we're talking about the opening weekend of Fast X, the 10th film in the Fast and Furious saga, the 11th film if you count the spinoff Hobbs and Shaw. but Which I don't. Well, it is part of the franchise, but it's not part of the saga. I guess. Mm -hmm. So we could say this is the 10th film in the saga. And I mean, this is a, this is going to be really interesting because I don't know, you know, this is the most expensive by far movie in the franchise, you know, reports Mm -hmm. are, are that this ballooned up to 350 million, maybe 400 million. There's a lot of numbers out there. Of course, it was filmed in COVID protocol time, so that adds a lot of cost to things. But it's 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 also a movie where the cast keeps getting more and more expensive, the stunts get more and more expensive, but the audience itself might be dwindling. And those are you know those are two lines: cost going up, audience going down. That is not where a franchise wants to be. So Clayton, you've always been. A Fast and Furious guy, you know, this is your family, this is your familia, you love, yeah. you know, you're you're from the stacks, you're from the, 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 the planes, and you've always connected with this franchise and, and uh, this series. How are you feeling going into Fast X weekend? Are you energized? Are you done with this franchise? Where are you and your familia at? Well, I, I think I said previously that I this after nine mm-hmm. that kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit. Mm-hmm. Being not a huge fan of Jason Momoa, I this addition to the cast does not excite me mm-hmm. in a way that Cena did initially, and then we realized Cena's character is humorless and therefore not a good use of his persona. Right. Right. So that was a huge downturn for F9. You know, that was a huge like kind of, huh, why are we making Cena this guy when we could make him closer to a Tyrese character? Right. A peacemaker type character. Yeah. And he might become that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be smart if you do that. If you change him into more of a goofball, then I think he'll fit this this franchise a little bit better. But. You know, we're here in Buzz, obviously. By this point, it's an open secret that The Rock is involved in this movie in some way, probably like at the end in a post credit tag or something like that. That's the rumor, is that it's it's That's that the level rumor. of involvement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm not necessarily excited about as a viewer, but I think for the franchise, it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. For The Rock, it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm hearing, I mean, we had Eric Weber on the show last, uh, just a couple days ago yep. and he saw it and was very excited for it. Yes. So that, that helps me get a little bit more excited when somebody actually sees it and gives it a good review. Mm-hmm. But I'm also hearing bad things about this movie from people who normally like it. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm up in the air with this one. I, I do think they're running a little bit on fumes here, and I think it's going to show in the opening weekend. Wow. Okay. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I think the big thing is that the last movie, Fast 9, was one of the, the least liked movies in the franchise. You know, if you, mm-hmm. I would say you'd have to go all the way back to Tokyo Drift, which has been reclaimed now, but at the time, obviously, was not beloved, open the lowest of any of the movies in the franchise. I don't think there's been a Fast movie since then. Uh, uh, Fast 9 is is the least liked by the fans, I think, since that third movie. And it did feel coming off of this one that a lot of people who... It lost a lot of casual fans, I think. Yes. You know, I think you could look back to this franchise and Fast 5 is the movie that gained a ton of casual fans where, where listen, the rock came in and he was franchised Viagra and he supercharged this franchise around the world with fast five. And it kept picking up fans, kept picking up fans. Of course, furious seven was the apex of this series, but fate of the furious held pretty well. But the last movie fast nine, I think lost a lot of people. And the question is going to be, Will this franchise keep losing people, or is this one where they could do a little bit of a mini reset and gain some more casual moviegoers back? I mean, on the John Cena question, I do think the rumors are out there that his character does a big shift and is more of a comedic good guy in this movie. You know, that's the way Eric Weber made it sound when he was telling us about this movie on the last episode. So that's a smart move, though. The thing is, it's hard to tell something like that from the promotion of this movie because there's yeah. so much going on. There's so many characters now. It is really hard to know what any one character is up to heading into one of these movies because we have to keep track of at least a dozen characters. So. That, to me, is what makes this hard to even feel like any kind of reset. Because in the promotion materials, other than Jason Momoa is in this now, it's just impossible to get a feel for what this movie is going to be. Yeah. And and you you also have the addition of Brie Larson, which we don't know how much she's in this actual movie. And Alan Richson, who is the Jack Reacher from the Amazon series, that is an actor that I really enjoy. Wow. He's also in this film, but it looks and like he's a I, giant, he's, right? Is he is he a legitimate like seven foot four person? Uh, is no, he, I, I don't think he's as he's big not as my giant. Jack Reacher. Okay. No, but he's he's not Tom Cruise, who is 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 not the size of of Reacher. So he's so, somewhere between five two and seven two. Yes, he is somewhere in that range, right, right? Right, right. Which is where you want your Reacher to be on the on the high end of that, right. the most, or just you know, your person uh, optimally. Yeah. Yes, but he's a guy you see him in the commercial, and you know he's got a popular Amazon series. But also, it's like he could be in the movie for five minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we don't know. I wouldn't call him a value add, obviously. But when I saw him, I perked up. I was like, oh, that's cool. He's getting big movie parts because right. the guy was, you know, the guy was on Blue Mountain State. The guy was right. Uh, he was in those uh, he was in one of those HBO Max 
DC series, right? Okay. So this is a guy who has leveled up because of Reacher. So good on him. Right. Everybody should want to be in movies. And now he is in, in a legitimate blockbuster movie or, you know, tentpole movie. Right, right. So good for him. So I'm excited for that. But again, Momoa, I think he's getting good reviews as this character mm-hmm. that he's playing. But for me, he's not a butts in the seats guy. He's not a value add for me. He's a guy who's got to prove it that he's entertaining to me because I've seen him in nothing that I've enjoyed other than Aquaman. Right. Right. And I I would say I enjoyed Aquaman as much as you can. One of those, you know, DCU movies. Well, the, the buzz is, I mean, listen, Eric Weber on our last episode compared his performance to Gary Oldman in the professional, which is a great poll. And the professional is obviously not a box office mega hit from back in the 90s. But you get what he means when you say that type of villain. That's very showy. Mm-hmm. You know, you imagine a villain who walks into a room while parting a uh, uh, an array of beads, you know, beads mm-hmm. hanging from a door frame, and he walks through that with a big smile. That's what, That's that type of villain. And... This franchise needs something like that. It needs something that people come out of it saying, that was fun. You know, that guy was fun. And I think Momoa could pull it off. You know, I I think he has to. I do think the success of this movie rides on there being something new that people are going to point to and say, this was a value add. This franchise needs a value add. Yeah, it's stale. It's, it's different. It's yeah. stale. Yeah, it is. I think it's. I we can definitively say that this is a stale franchise at the moment. At the moment, right? yes. I, I I can't imagine even the most hardcore defender of the fast movies, the guy who visits the real house once a week, holds up a Corona, pours it out of his car, keeps driving, cries as he passes the house weekly. Even that guy. That guy has to admit this franchise is a little stale right now. And probably has a few reservations going into this movie. But I think what we're going to see here, optimally, or best case for this movie, is a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 situation. Okay. Where it opens lower than some of the previous entries. I mean, it's tracking to open lower than F9. Wow. Which came out during COVID times, right? Oh yeah, that was the that was the movie one of the movies back. You know, that was yeah. early summer 2021 when people were just starting to get vaccinated and movie theaters had vaccine policies. You know, that that is mm-hmm. a time when you really could chalk up this one bomb due to covid type situation. So yes, continue with it's crazy that this movie is projected to open lower than that. But, you know, that's the thing. It's that open to 70. This is tracking lower than that. I see the highest I'm seeing for this is in the in the mid 70s. Right. So it almost it almost definitively is going to open lower than the last one. Right. But you could see a smaller drop on this than usual because the hardcore fans are going to go see it this weekend, no matter what. Right. Mm. But it's how many are still out there. That's the question. Right. Right. What is the core audience for this? Because the thing with all the other fast and furious movies is like you said, you're going to get the 
Joe Schmoes who are like, oh, I'll give this a flyer, or my friends really like this, or I heard about this, or whatever, or like, oh, Cena's in this, so I'm going to go see it. And those casual fans may not come out for this mm-hmm. the way a normal one would have them. So we're going to kind of see what this core is and then see how that word of mouth will travel back to those casual fans and what they're going to do. Right, right. Now, you know, I'm looking at the history of this franchise. And yeah. Are you looking at the box office pro? Well, I'm looking at rundown? I'm looking at a numbers collection of of just the okay. history of the franchise. And you know, trying to figure out what that core is. My thought would have been the core audience is the Fast and Furious 2009 audience. That's the fourth movie in the franchise. That's the one where Vin has come back, but The Rock Mm -hmm. isn't there yet. And that opened to $70 million domestic, which is the same number, basically, that F9 opened to in COVID June of 2021. They both opened to 70. And yeah. That almost feels like that's what the core is. I mean, you could say the core is the opening weekend of the sequel, Too Fast, Too Furious. That was $50 million. That maybe is the core because by the time you get to Fast Five, that's The Rock is in there as the co-star. He's supercharging and franchise Viagra, and you're up to $86 million domestic opening weekend. So that's above I- the core you know the core is somewhere between 50 and 70 i guess yeah i would be closer to your take on it with fast and furious 2009 because that had all the elements other than the rock in it right 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 it had it had all all the other didn't that one have i don't know if it had actually well it had paul walker it it had it had michelle rodriguez did it it didn't have tokyo drift elements i don't think but but I'm saying, did it have Tyrese and did it have Ludacris? It may not have had those. Those may have been added later. Right. But I mean, that that is the, you know, here's the thing. If we're looking at the core being 70 million, then that mm-hmm. means that the last movie, uh, uh, Fast 9, that fell to the core. And if this falls below 70 million, then we're talking about core audience members are leaving this franchise, not just the casuals, not just the people who go see a big, big movie because it's a big, big movie. Now we're starting to have the family leaving this franchise. But the thing is, Pat, you got to remember, and I think people forget this. People die. Well, that you always go to death, but there is a long legacy to this franchise in the sense that the first movie came out in June 2001, a completely different time. I mean, this is a franchise that is, that has spanned over 20 years, which in pop culture is insane. So anytime we talk about, MCU going down and there people getting losing interest. It's like that's another series. I mean, the Iron Man was 2008. It's 2000 it's uh, it's 2023 right yeah, now. Yeah. You have to understand that pop culture moves and the fact that pop culture moves so fast now and that these sorts of, of franchises and these sorts of um companies like even Pixar 
When I say Pixar has lost its commercial interest, people freak the fuck out. How can you say that? Pixar, Pixar. That's, I mean, we're talking mid 90s. 30 years. That's Pixar's 30 years. 30 years. Tell me anything else that's lasted 30 years and been as successful. I am giving these, these, these things their accolades, but you have to understand that culture moves away from these things. Culture moves away from Pixar. Culture moves away from Marvel. And culture could be moving away from Fast and Furious. And that's nothing against this franchise that has had pretty much nothing but success other than Tokyo Drift. Right, right. It, you know, and again, Jason Momoa is key here because he's the value add. And is he the guy? that's going to keep the newer, younger audience interested or gain that newer, younger interest in this, as opposed to, I'm going to, I'm going to see if you, if you could guess. who I know exactly who you're going to say. This movie needed a YouTuber to capture the imagination of the younger audience. So Clayton, who do you think they should have cast as the, the showy villain part in Fast X? Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Uh, as soon as you said yeah. young, fresh, Logan Paul, because here's the thing. He has been tearing it up in WWE. Tearing it up, yeah. He is a physical freak of nature. Yeah. Right? Athletically. Right. You get him in there. You get him fighting with Vin. Right. You get him fighting with Tyrese. You get him fighting with Alan Richardson. That is and you get a movie, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And you get him making YouTube videos, making TikToks, promoting this film. You know, you have him jump off the roof of the uh, man's Chinese theater at the premiere, you know, and and he's holding his phone the whole time. And that video gets 4 billion views. And, you know, a small percentage of that, of those views go to see this movie. Boom, you're back over $100 million domestic opening weekend. And his character could be an evil YouTuber. He could be fighting Vin and taking selfie shots. Like, I think that's because that's a hateable character. That's a guy. He knows how to play the heel. Right. 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 But he's a charismatic, magnetic presence. That is a value add. That is a value add. Momoa. Dude, Momoa is so old to try and break him in this way. Right. Because the guy was on Baywatch Hawaii. I mean, people forget this guy's in his 60s. Wow. I mean, that is, I mean, talk about a franchise that didn't survive as long as the Fast and Furious saga. He started on Baywatch. That's incredible. The thing about Momoa with this franchise is, even if he's great in it, I don't see where he's bringing in a different audience than what Vin already has than what Statham already has, than what this franchise already has. Exactly. He's, and he's not a younger version of the same audience. You know, mm-hmm. he is just this audience, same age group, same people, as opposed to, say, again, for example, Logan Paul, who brings in at least a younger version of this audience. So I think yeah. that's the problem with casting a Jason Momoa, is he's just bringing in the same people who are already the hardcores of this franchise. And he's bringing in a smaller percentage of them because other than Aquaman, he's not a guy who has a bunch of hits on his resume. 
So, oh, and uh, yeah, it just this just in fact checked. He is actually only forty three years old, okay. which might as well be sixty. Right. Though. I right. mean, it might as well be sixty. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough. It's a tough thing to predict this going higher because we just don't see what the value add is. And again, you know, you briefly mentioned Brie Larson. I don't think you can factor her in at all because the promotion of this movie does not center on her in any way. I mean, it really feels from the promotion. Listen, she may be in every frame of this film, but Mm -hmm. based on the, the promotion, I would assume she is in one or two scenes. So there is no there there is no way that people are going to go to this movie because of her because the advertising does not make it seem like she is a big part of this movie. And it's weird her persona is very interesting right now and I don't know if that's like anybody's going to go see this movie because of her. I don't know if people will avoid it because of her. No. I mean, nobody's going to be like, I won't see this movie because of Brie Larson. No, it's like, you have so many happen. other, yeah, you have so many other elements, right, to enjoy right. in this. But I think she definitely isn't bringing people in. I, I couldn't see her being somebody who, someone would say like, oh, I want to see this movie because of Brie Larson. Well, I which mean- is why you add somebody. Here's the thing we could be sleeping on. You know, we're talking about this movie needed to bring in a YouTuber. It needed to bring in Logan Paul. She is a YouTuber. She has basically transitioned from being an actress, an Oscar-winning actress, to being a sort of fitness uh, uh, practitioner, you know, a, a fitness expert on social media. So we may be sleeping on the fact that she has a big YouTube and Instagram audience. And they just want to see her work out in this movie. You know, we're Mm -hmm. sort of judging her on her movie star stardom. And maybe we should be judging her on her YouTuber stardom. Maybe she's that YouTuber that this franchise needed. But I, I don't think, I mean, listen, again, we're not super into that world. So I don't think she's at that level in the YouTube scene, Mm -hmm. but maybe she is. And maybe that is going to be the key. Yeah. Um, so all that said, like you said, the the projections for this basically put it lower than Fast Nine and put it opening around what the spinoff Hobbs and Shaw did in Ugh. summer of 2019. So this, you know, this is this is also a big weekend for The Rock because. If you're The Rock, do you want this movie to open really low? Like open 55 mm-hmm. million so it opens below Hobbs and Shaw and then it really no. feels like they need him for this next movie. No, cuz he's in it. He's in it. If 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 it is true, right. And the rumors are true that he is it at the end of this movie. He wants this movie to open big because Marvel movies used to open big because they had stingers. Right, right, right. right. And if he's the stinger, if he's the Captain America shield in the ice, right, right, then he's going to want that to make this open larger. Right. There's no scenario in which he wants this movie to not be a success because he's doing so poorly. 
that people would say the reason it bombed is because you were in the end of it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and again, he does not get pass anymore. He does not get an assumption of success. He gets an assumption of failure now. Wow. So this movie doing bad is bad for the rock. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, we're not considering this a spoiler because the studio clearly wanted that information out there. They they released this information weeks ago. They released it to the trades. They've had reports they run about it. it. They want people to know that The Rock is a stinger in this movie. That's, again, we're not considering a spoiler because it's baked into the promotion of this movie. So a poor opening weekend for this movie is also another misfire for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's what you're saying. He should be sweating. He should be sweating all weekend and not from his workout and not from his cheat day of eating 16 pizzas and 18 lava cakes. He should be sweating because if this movie opens under 60. Right. Okay. Which is a possibility. Wow. What does he do? Right. Right. I mean, he's in the next one, no matter what. Here's the thing. If this movie, cause I don't see this franchise or at this point, or this movie having a, fa- uh, uh, a guardians of the galaxy three type situation where it opens low and then the second weekend is a 50% hole. That's not going to happen for this franchise. It could leg out better than the last movie, but I don't mm-hmm. see it having some kind of, because it also doesn't have the reviews of Guardians yeah. 3. You know, Guardians 3, the thing that helped with that hold is everyone saying it's great. And that's not going to happen with yeah. this movie. And so if this has a bad opening weekend, then you're in a situation where you're going to make the next movie. And they've announced supposedly that there's two more sequels coming after this, not just one. Which I was, I don't understand why you would do that. The only thing you have going for this is that it's building up to a big finale. Yeah. I think that is as dumb as you could possibly be. I mean, and in a worst case scenario, this opens in the fifties. Then I think you've got a, a universal studios that is rethinking what do we do at all going forward? You know, mm-hmm. do we have to make an, a final movie on the cheap if this opens in yeah. the 50s? So there's no other movies opening this weekend. Um, no. Nothing of consequence, at least. I don't even think there's any Charlie Day level movies opening against Fast X this weekend. So no. this is the only newbie. Of course, Guardians is the big holdover and it had that historic uh, hold in its second weekend. So that is still a juggernaut out there. I mean, that's the other thing to keep in mind this weekend is you got guardians, you got Mario, you got two big blockbuster movies that audiences love. They may choose to finally see guardians three or just see those movies again, rather than see a middlingly reviewed fast X. I mean, when you just look at some of the headlines that if you do like a a search for this movie, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're getting headlines like another idiotic Fast and the Furious movie. That's from the New York Post. Yeah. Well, yeah, usually the Post is the voice of the people. Running on fumes. Yeah. That's an easy one to notice, of course, but that's the thing is like, listen, these people get LA like Times is the franchise out of gas. Exactly. Like, I mean, these are all 
things that we, you can go to if you're, you know, you have to write 16 articles, some of them on fashion, some of them on music, some of them on politics, and you're making half a, a, a penny per 10 words, right? Right, right? I mean, that's what you're going to come up with. Right. Okay. Right. But that creates a narrative with people who are clicking to see showtimes or looking online to look at reviews. That's what's in people's minds now. This is a franchise on fumes. And so it is going to be the core that comes out this weekend. Yeah. And we we will see if it can build from that. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's a crowded. I mean, in Austin, we got another great email from Austin, as we always do. Would you like to go over He's, that? Yeah. I mean, the, the main thing to take from that for me mm-hmm. is like he thinks it's going to get lost. This is a sequel that is going to get lost in all of this summer uh, hullabaloo, mm-hmm. which we're all excited about all these other movies. And not really Fast X. Fast X feels like a bit of an afterthought, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's sort of predicting for his numbers. Uh, I mean, it kind of looks like he's thinking it's going to get past 60, 61. But then he thinks the next movie is going to be a lot bigger because of The Rock. I mean, my thought is if this opens low in the mm-hmm. 60s, I do listen. They're going to make that next one, but I do think then this is a franchise that will fully keep declining. I don't see if this one doesn't do it. I don't think the next movie opens bigger than this one. I think then we're in a full movie by movie decline. And yeah, most likely. But I mean, the thing is, is like, as I said, what do you expect? This thing is 20 plus years old. I don't see this. Oh, I mean, I don't see this getting into the 70s. Wow. So it's going to wow. open in the 60s. I mean, dude, d- it's going to open in the 60s. It's going to open in the 60s. Wow. I mean, do we do we want to do our predictions right now, our top 5 predictions? Yeah, have, let's do it. We have a few other emails we could check on, but but we got Austin. Let's do that at the end. Let's let's get to the predictions. Okay, here. so look, go for it, Clayton. You're the Fast and Furious guy. Give us your top 5 for Fast X opening weekend. Okay, Fast X, number one slam doink. I mean, yeah, at least it's right. a slam doink number one. Yep. I, in all good conscience, cannot say this is going to make less than Hobbs and Shaw opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. Even if I believe it will be in the 50s, I will not give The Rock the satisfaction that that movie with that character's name in it right. is going to make more than a in you know, uh, like uh, in saga, right? Fast movie, right? So my call is sixty-three million dollars. Okay, is what this is going to okay at. sixty-three million dollars okay. for Fast X. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I think that's also another slam doink. Mm-hmm. I don't think the hold is going to be as good here. So I'm going to say high twenties. Okay, still a good hold for this thing, which will be in the fifties. Yep. But I don't think it's going to be in the 40s or, or the 30s or anything like that. Okay. And listen, if it does, good for James Gunn and good for Chris Pratt yep. and good for Batista yep. and good for everybody involved in that movie. Number three, Super Mario Brothers. I think that's also a slam doink. Uh, number four, Book Club, the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Even though it is a failure, there's really nothing else out right now right 
other than Evil Dead Rise, which is going to be my number five, which, listen, this thing is making a tidy sum. And it's probably going to go on to PVODs. Uh, I think it's on PVOD premium uh, uh, video on demand right now. It's probably going to switch over onto free streaming at a certain point. So uh, not free, free. But, but to you max. Know what I mean. so it'll be on max. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's, you know, listen, this was a great run for this movie. So that's my top five. So my top five, of course, Slam Doink, Fast X, number one. I'm going 74 million. I think it's going to make more than the COVID summer one. All that said, my my thinking is if it doesn't make more than the movie that opened in June of 2021, then this franchise is fully in freefall. So, but so, Pat, that was that was one of so few options. I, like that's the thing is that's the I get it, but reason the, that opened that the, the potential audience is so much bigger here in May of 2023 than it was in June of 2021. And so yeah. that's that's where where I, I I think if this makes in the 60s, then we are full on looking at a, a franchise in free fall. If it makes in the 50s, then you're throwing into question whether the next one gets made. Not The next one will get made, but I think if this opens in the 50s, the next movie will absolutely be the final Fast and Furious movie. So that's my prediction there. So I think it will get to the 70s um, just based on the potential audience. So we'll see there. Number mm-hmm. two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'll just pick a clean 50% drop. So that that does 31 million. Super Mario Brothers is number three. Book Club next uh, chapter. I was about to say Next Generation, but... Mm-hmm. Well, that, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, so then that that would be like, so they're just going to reboot it with really young people. Yeah. Then it's book club, the next generation, Emma Stone, Jennifer Lawrence, Zazie Beetz. Yeah. Oh my God. That's your next generation of book club. So we'll, we'll, we, you know, we, we'd give that a, a whirl. Um, so that's number four and number five, I'm doing it. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Jumps over Evil Dead Rise. The the drops have been lower for Margaret than they have been the last few weeks for Evil Dead. And I think that Evil Dead audience has got so many choices up top. You know, they're going to see Fast X this weekend. The Margaret audience is less served by this new movie. No, the Margaret audience has Book Club the next chapter. But they don't have Book Club the next generation. So I think think that's where you get that Margaret audience. I think that's number five. Is this because you want Amy Adams to succeed? We all want Amy Adams to succeed. Amy Adams is not in Margaret. That's Rachel McAdams. dead movie. That's Rachel McAdams. Oh, that's right. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Um, So that's my top five. That is my top five. That movie's deader than the, the, the mom, the mommy in Evil Dead. Wow. So, well, what you're saying then is that it will rise because that mommy rises. The mommy and evil dead yeah, rises. Yeah, but only that mommy rises. I'm the mommy that rises. No one else. Well, we'll see this weekend. That is, of course, the big thing everyone's going to be paying attention to this weekend is what ranks at number five, Margaret or Evil Dead Rise. We will see. That'll be the big story. Um. So let's see some quick let's emails. Let's the mailbag. So we got uh, our good friend Danny of Ice Screen, You Scream 4 Movies. Just want to give his number prediction. Four. Number four, four movies, of course. 
Uh, he writes, seeing Fast X Thursday night, truly excited for the ensemble cast, particularly the non-butts in the season, Aquaman star, Jason Momoa. And to cap this off, whatever your predictions go, lower or not, boys, well, guess what? I'm going to go, I'm going to get nuts to race you both and say the 60 to $70 million opening weekend is a load of BS. So I am predicting this will overperform and make $100 million opening weekend. So I love that bold prediction from Danny of Ice Cream, You Scream for number four. The number four. Movies. He's predicting 100 million domestic opening weekend for Fast X. Listen, I'd be happy. Uh, I mean, that would break all the models then at this point where we would be looking forward to what is Mermaid going to do? Is Mermaid going to do 200 million? Yes. You know, is is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning going to do 300 million opening? Like that would break the models. So, hey, if it breaks the models, then let's do it. But I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Um, Can I just let's give a shout out to Marcus, one of B.O. Boy Marcus, who is our anime expert Mm -hmm. now he nailed his previous uh uh, prediction for a crunchy roll film yeah now this is a movie that opened i believe last weekend yeah we didn't talk about it because it was very small it was sony's knights of the zodiac Mm -hmm. which was actually a live action adaptation wow and it was big in brazil where he lived for a long time and he had zero popularity in the U.S. So he basically said Box Office Pro was saying one to four, and he went with half a million dollars. Well, guess what? Kings of the Zodiac opened to $535,000. Wow. So he nailed it again. Another reason why Marcus has his bona fides as his anime, as our anime expert, Marcus, Sometimes we don't get to the movies because this is summer and they're, you know, this is some big movies are going to overshadow, but always send us these updates on these smaller, you know, anime adjacent or Crunchyroll films. Mm -hmm. We love it. We love having your expertise. Again, this is a blind spot for us, but it ain't no blind spot for Marcus. Marcus knows what he's talking about. Wow. And I mean, just to put things in perspective, this Knights of the Zodiac that we didn't talk about. That opened last weekend higher than Charlie Day's Fool's Paradise. Opened higher than that, over $100,000 higher. So let that sink in. So I'll read one more email. We got an email from wannabe old boy Eric. So Eric had Mm. some info about uh, uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. He writes, Dear B.O. Boys, Rumors are that test screenings of Dead Reckoning are going over like gangbusters. The trailers promise an epic scope and importance to this entry in the series. It'll only have the premium screens briefly, but I think July's movie hubbub with Barbie and Oppenheimer will benefit Tom and not hurt him. All of the movie talk may get more people to go to the movies, and there could be people who don't want to see Barbie or Oppenheimer and pick Mission Impossible instead. I predict a word of mouth will be so good that it ends as one of the top summer movies. Fallout opened to 61 million. Maverick opened at 126. I see Dead Reckoning starting at 115 and doing well from there. This email will self-destruct in five seconds, Eric. Great, great intel from 
Eric, that these screenings are going over. And listen, that is the big thing that happened with Maverick last year, is that the movie was legitimately great and the word of mouth was off the charts. And if that could happen for Dead Reckoning, again, we we got overhyped on on The Flash, perhaps, and some other movies mm-hmm. with Jeff Bach on our summer movie preview episode. And I think our big mistake... Well, not a mistake, but, you know, a thing that we didn't do quite as right is that we didn't have Data Reckoning in our top domestic top fives. And I think Eric is going to be proven right that this movie is going to be gigantic. He also added another great point. Part of the post-Maverick glow is that Maverick's very long theatrical window has calibrated audiences Mm -hmm. towards understanding that you're supposed to see Tom Cruise movies at the theater, which is very important. Yeah. Which is something that something like Pixar is going to be fighting against yes. uh, when it, when it comes to elementals right now uh, we, we will not talk about dead reckoning and what it's going to do at the box office here, because obviously it's far out. Yeah. 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 But I do think this is going to be the biggest one, but I also think that Maverick and uh, Mission Impossible audience crossover is not as big as people are claiming it's going to be. But we'll get to that. I still am very excited for this movie, and I still think it's going to be huge, obviously. And it's going to be another reason why we need more PLFs. Yes. Because it is insane that Dead Reckoning will not be able to get a run of weekends upon weekends in the largest formats possible. Yes, yes, yes. That by your second weekend, you will have no option but to watch that motorcycle jump on a normal screen. That is, yeah. that is, you know, Clayton, you and I are always talking about what's great with this country, but one of the things that is wrong with this country is that there are not mm-hmm. enough premium screens. So. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, so this is going to be a huge weekend. We're going to be back on Monday morning with uh, our our takes on what the numbers were this weekend. I'm not going to say a name, but I'm just going to say we may have a very, very special guest on this next mm-hmm. episode. You know, the deals are in the works, and forget about The Rock being a a stinger at the end of Fast X, we've got a real giant star who may be on the next. Oh, he's box of office analysis Viagra. Yes, yes. So we're we're working it. We're working on the deal, and that may mm-hmm. happen on the next episode. So I don't know why I said Viagra weird, but I was trying to say Viagra. Right. Right. So well, you, you, it's raw feed. That's how they pronounce the brand that you purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 three E's V E E G R A. Right, right. But they they say it does it, it does the same thing. It's Viagra guts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's yeah, made yeah. with Viagra guts. It's got all the it's got all of the stuff in it that you need, and a lot of stuff you don't need. Exactly. The, the basically what you take, they promise we'll make something big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it moves around. Right. It's a crapshoot. Right. But sometimes when it nails it, it nails it. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep. So I think I think we've done it. Obviously, email us. We love getting your emails, the boboyspodcast at gmail.com. Give us your predictions. Give us your boots on the ground reporting, what you're hearing at test screenings. We love to read your emails, the boboyspodcast at gmail.com. 
Follow us on social media at the B.O. Boys Pod. Of course, we want to be our intern Christopher is killing it running our social media with the video clips. Go to our Twitter and you get a lot of great excerpts from our last episode with Eric Weber. So thank you, want to be our intern Christopher at the B.O. Boys Pod. We are YouTubers, much like Brie Larson and Logan Paul. We are YouTubers. So go down there, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. The most recent episode with Eric Weber of Midnight Movie Talk is on our YouTube channel. So see the faces behind the voices on YouTube. Give us five stars on all platforms, but especially on Apple Podcasts. Leave us reviews and tell your friends to listen to the BO Boys. Spread the gospel of the BO Boys. We are more important now than ever before with all of these movies opening your friends and family need to be listening to this show yes yes if you want to be able to talk around the water cooler then you need to be listening to our show yes yes so i think we've done it clayton we definitely have done it pat and i don't think there's anything left to say no except for until next time Will smell you at the box office. Nailed it. Nailed it.